Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. After 90 minutes of share hell, I listen to the football ramble. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Um, always lots to talk about, isn't there, boys? But uh, let me introduce you first. Pete's here. Yes, hello. Luke is here. All right. And uh, James or Jim. Hello. Um, uh, well, after the uh, outrageousness of, of Buenos Aires... Um, you leave the words to me. Okay. Argentina versus Peru. We will be talking about that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you worry. But the, that has inspired the opening question, which is: What is the most ridiculous or perhaps memorable end to a match that you've seen? Um, James, you go first. Well, th- this was one of those matches that was brilliant and absolutely crazy throughout. But the sort of what what ended it topped it off. Um, it was Spurs against Man City about five or six years ago in the FA Cup. Oh, Spurs yeah. went three 0 up, and Man City had had someone sent off. Right, so it's half time, three 0 up against ten men. They conspired to lose it. <laughs> John Macken scored in like the ninety second yeah. minute with a header. Amazing. <laughs> the best example of Spurs Spursing something up I've ever seen. <laughs> Alan Hansen said it was the best FA Cup match he'd ever seen. Yeah, and it was brilliant. That were game. they definitely down to ten men yeah, when they, they were three 0 down? I forget who got sent off, but they were down to ten. Uh, Pete, unsurprisingly, I am going to go for Newcastle match, but it's not going to be the Liverpool Newcastle match. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be Newcastle against Leicester. Oh yes, where we were three one down, and uh, Alan Shearer got a hat trick, and we ended up winning four three. I think in the, like the last, he got a minute, scuffed winner in injury he time, but he blasted a free kick home with a couple of minutes left. Yeah, the, um, I, I just remember it was, it was very evocative for me because I remember listening on Radio Newcastle in my house in Hartlepool, and I was eating corn on the cob, and I remember, <laughs> and I remember Mick Laws going. Uh, advertising hoardings are collapsing all around the grounds. <laughs> oh, the humanity! Sure as creosote in them in celebration. <laughs> you knew that goal. You knew that was um, a rare occasion for something like that to happen because Shearer raised his um, left hand as well as his right mm, in celebration. He? Yeah, oh, high didn't praise he, indeed. Didn't yeah. he try to copyright that celebration? Yeah, I, I hope not. Done, yeah. How I can you not. possibly do that? It's a physical action. Yeah, yeah. and not that. a very you know specific one. I've got one you can copyright, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a bit of that. It's funny because he's, he, what he's done there is he's yeah. stuck his two fingers up. People yeah, yeah, can't yeah. see that, and that's why it's funny, yeah. Luke. Yeah, well, gave I've, him the V's. I've, I've blown your one. cover, um, Luke. Weird. I'm quite upset. Luke, are you going to? Uh, yeah, but I've got, I've got two. Can I? Just go, I'll do the first one very quickly. You really want the points this week? The first one is when David Platt scored the winner in sort of almost the last minute of uh, extra time, nineteenth minute against Belgium in the second round of World Cup ninety. Yep. But that's not my one. My main one is this. <laughs> that was just a nod to that one. That's a yeah. bonus one. I just feel like it had to be mentioned. Okay. An um, honourable mention, if you will. Portsmouth once went into injury go. time against Oxford United at home in the league and mm. were 5-3 up. 
and um, I think it was Chris Burns, a player you guys, none of you guys will remember, who, who then just got the ball in the middle of the park and pumped it up to their keeper, who got the ball, kicked it out, long ball, flick on, they scored, right? Mm. So it's 5-4 with about another minute left of injury yeah. time. Pompey obviously got the kick-off, but went back to Chris Burns. He did exactly the same thing again. Yeah. Kick it out, flick on, goal, 5 all. <laughs> so <laughs> Pompey went into like, sort of the 90-second minute, 5-3 up, and actually drew 5 all. That's ridiculous. Unbelievable. That's reminded me of an Edinburgh derby... Uh, two or three years ago maybe two years ago where Hibs went to Hearts from a 4-2 up mm. and an injury time like half, like the Hearts fans were leaving but they've managed to get 4-4 that's crazy mm. yeah, four, but four, derby as well 5-5 is brilliant yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a game that's proper yeah. football yeah, proper, proper defender um, the one I'm going to go for you can't get much bigger than the Champions League final oh yeah United Bayern oh yeah mm. because yeah. I, it was one of those ones where I just didn't know what to do with myself yeah. when it happened I was kind of like I want to tell people oh, but everyone's kind of watched it but I just I mean you the, know the, the last image of that was um, was it Sammy Kafour of Bayern Munich I thought you were going to say David May on yeah. his, no no on his, on his hands and knees <laughs> just punching the ground oh that was a shame <laughs> yeah. that was a shame yeah. it's, that was strange because that's another one like the uh, Oxford Portsmouth game you just said where it's pretty much the same goal twice. Oh, it was, yeah. 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 It, it was crazy. I mean, obviously everyone knows about the United one, but the Pompey one, none of you would have seen it, but it was... it was. Well, we appreciate you bringing it It's almost like breathtakingly table. bad. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you were skilled at ineptitude. Yeah. You just punted it. You know, normally you hit the corner, not him, straight at the keeper's arms. Oh, nice yeah. and easy. But um, let's move on to proceedings. <laughs> Who's getting the points? Oh, oh yeah. good... Um, Luke, you've got yes. to get him. You've got to get him. <laughs> oh, he's well done. It's actually really important to it's Yeah, fair. it's true, actually, yeah. No, that's, that, that, that's fine. Perseverance develops character. What do points make, Marcus? Prizes. <laughs> um, uh, I think... It's not right, <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, Last Saturday um, was just a brilliant day for football. Mm. Argentina versus Peru. If nobody's seen it, then hang your heads. Yeah. Yeah. Argentina Let's won. Stick some highlights on our on our ramble. Yeah. In fact, I'm just, I'm just going to open the floor. Yeah, boys, <laughs> it comment. Was, it was at everything you wanted. Yeah, <laughs> the first, actually, the first half started in reasonable, reasonably nice weather conditions. Yeah, yeah. Argentina had their first share of chances. Um, I'm pleased to hear Maradona's blatantly listened to the ramble because he picked uh, Higuain. Higuain, Higuain yeah. that's his debut. James, yeah. you said to me, oh, he scored on his debut, and I said, no, it can't be his debut. Yeah, it was. It was bloody hell. Yeah. He was called up to um, once again the ramble. He was called influencing <laughs> world football. Yeah. We wouldn't ever stop doing this because we'd never be influencing the game. Thank you, love, But um, Iguain, he got called up to the French squad, didn't he? Given the 20 shirt, same as Trezeguet, who also has Argentinian uh, heritage, mm. and turned well, it down. said he never wanted to play for France. Yeah, he did turn it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, and then um, he obviously scored in his debut. Argentina had a load of chances. Yeah. But what happened was, and if no one saw it, what happened was it's pretty much as soon as they scored and the first opportunity came up, he just took he took him off and mm. put on um, put on a defender, and they just played. So, I mean, any other team other than sort of ninety first ranked in the world, Peru, with yeah. Roberto Solano <laughs> as the sort of creative fulcrum. Yeah. Well, Va- is it Vargas. Uh, Vargas is a good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, he's decent. But they, they, they were without Pizarro, without well, Farfan. I spoke to uh, um, Rupert at South American Football today, and he was saying that the reason why Pizarro and uh, Farfan. Farfan yeah. Were not um, have been omitted from that squad is because 
in um, disciplinary not, reasons. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was at the start of this campaign or a previous, maybe a Copper America. I'm, I'm not quite sure when it happened, but there was a lot of players who were um, basically, you know, uh, womanising while playing for the uh, Peruvian side in and around the hotels and all the rest of it, boozing and so on and so forth. Apparently, Pizarro wasn't involved in that, but the Peruvian FA said, "Well, because he was the captain, he's, cap- he's captain, yeah." He never, you know, so they've shot themselves in the foot by getting rid of their best that player and captain. They are woeful. They are really yeah, bad. Yeah. I'll tell you, if they play anything they like that... They, sorry to interrupt, but they, they um, qualified for the 2006 World Cup. They weren't. I think they weren't too far off. They actually had an all-right side. <laughs> they're just, as you say, they're terrible at the minute. They were, they were terrible, but the thing is, Argentina really let them back into the game. If they yeah. weren't so blunt up front, if they had had Farfan, for example, Argentina could could have lost that game. It was ter- it was terrible at conditions, they, though. You know. Oh yeah, 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 I know. But even before that, the Argentinian sides. players were bunching <laughs> yeah. like schoolchildren. It was ridiculous. But then, obviously, when the rain started lashing down, that's when it really got mental. Well, well, the half, camera was blowing around yeah. all over the place. It was dizzying to watch. <laughs> well, I couldn't wipe the camera lens quick enough for the rain. <laughs> well, um, at half time, it was nil nil. Now Iguain scored just after half time, but Maradona. Um, I love it how Maradona. Because Argentina won two one, and Martin Palermo got the winner. Just in case. Anybody didn't know, but Maradona. Suspicions of offside as well, about that. Yeah, there was, yeah. Mm. Ma- Maradona said um, about his decision to bring on Palermo at half time was, I told him at half time, go and resolve this. It was a miracle from St. Palermo that gives us another life. <laughs> He's. Stop thinking everything's God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop thinking that was a great mastermind. Well, the yeah. thing is, Martin Palermo, who, who's the guy who pretty much uh, <laughs> didn't he almost end his career by celebrating on a concrete step, falling off it and breaking his leg in two places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he. He, um, he hasn't played for the national team. Ten years. For ten years, yeah. I think <laughs> I the think last he's... time he missed three penalties in a game. Didn't he break his nose in this game as well? Yeah, he, he got, got kicked. He got booted in the face. Yeah, yeah. He, he had to go off. His nose was bleeding. I don't know if it's broken, but he got a good boot in the face. Yeah. yeah nice so, there. so Peru scored in the last minute. At yeah. That, at that point, Luke and I were both up, so we were texting each other at this. And you know when you sort of you have texts that cross over because you're both furiously trying to get the fruity. first one each. <laughs> nothing, that, that came later. Yeah. yeah but really both of these texts just said fuck. <laughs> it was amazing. It was, and when Peru hit the bar in the last kick oh, of the game, well, well from but, the Palermo scored, and the Argentinian bench, they just like it was as if they'd won the World Cup. Now, you see, that's the difference. Yeah. Maradona then does a Klinsman yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. That, I mean, I could stop. It, watching football because <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is its absolute zenith right there yeah. in all seriousness they're going to get roasted in Europe well they are but we'll come yeah. to that in a minute but um, <laughs> but 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 could you imagine if England had say scraped the equivalent would be us scraping a 2-1 win at home to say Kazakhstan <laughs> or Scotland or, well, <laughs> I'm only on, joking I'm only joking wait Kevin from Fife's listening yes yeah, alright yeah. right. um, where are you Kevin uh, yeah. <laughs> he's not in the library that's for sure but um, he uh, so but can you imagine if England had done that? They'd beaten Kazakhstan. We wouldn't celebrate like that. Capello would wipe his sweaty be, brow, and everyone would be like, well. I'm "Thank sure, for that." I'm sure you know, the relief. Getting their fair share of criticism back home, though. You hope on. so. <laughs> the thing is that they they really did play pretty badly and then when you look at the facts and the sort of the more salient points behind Maradona's um, reign which is he's never played the same defence two games in a row and he's been in charge for a year he's used over 60 players I yeah. mean as well as not using the same defensive 
partnerships twice. He's quite often changed it within a game oh, yeah, as yeah. well, which is mental. Well, he brought Di Michaelis on, didn't he? Yeah. Did, did yeah. the 36-year-old um, debutante from last <laughs> game, did he play? He yeah, did he play, did yeah. What's his name? Shiavi. Second cap. Nearly 37. It's like a real schoolboy sort of a grasp of tactics which says, we're now 1-0 up, we must take a strike off and put another defensive player on. And they got undone. They just invite a lot of pressure onto themselves. They should have just kept playing the way they were playing. Yeah, because in the first half they had a lot of chances. I mean, yeah, in the first half they, they absolutely bossed they it. They just absolutely fell apart. It was, the Peruvians were dominating that midfield like, but without really actually being any good. Palermo though, um, it was actually, I was quite pleased for him because he hasn't played for so long and people remember him for missing those three penalties in the game and he is a great player for Boca. Oh, he's yeah. a legend there. He can't run, so. but he's big yeah, yeah. yeah. He said it was one of the happiest days of his life and I just loved it. Again, Maradona to quote the great man again, the belly sliding man again. Um, he <laughs> said, Martin Palermo has saved us and our chances of qualifying are intact. When the wind and the rain and cold began and allowed Peru to draw level... <laughs> all right, once again, Diego, you're not <laughs> kind of seeing what the rest of the world is yeah. seeing. Uh, we could not do anything, but the mi- miracle of Palermo has given us a longer life. Oh. The goals I scored were normal, yeah. right? England 86 will disagree with that. Yeah. Palermo makes miracles. It was a tap-in well, at offside. the back post. <laughs> questionably offside. Yeah. What is it? How do you roasted the team and he, rifled one in? Yeah. I just, he's blatantly only picked Palermo because he plays with Boca. Yeah, I know, yeah. There's no sense. How, how do you tell off the team for defending badly and, and bunching like school yeah. children? You did, you did tell me, you did tell me, you did tell me. Don't do that again. Well, I saw you doing a Klinsman dive on the, <laughs> exactly. on the side, so... If anyone's bringing this and turning this into a farce, it's you. <laughs> can you imagine that? And then Peru, obviously, from kick-off... Hit the bar. Yeah. Mm. Can you? Romero re- left that as well. It, it yeah. smashed on the top of the bar. He, he knew. He knew. <laughs> yeah, he's got his angles as, right. As, as James, you just sort of said, "Can you imagine that, that got in? Got it? Like yeah. it would have been too much." Because yeah. in my Maradona head, Maradona would have exploded. Maradona would have exploded. In my head, Maradona was still on his belly doing the Klinsman. How <laughs> soon <laughs> would that have looked? Oh, oh but the best part of it was when Palermo scored and all, everyone celebrated with him and they ripped his shirt off and did the old Tim Robbins and Shawshank Redemption. It yeah. was the like that. When well. he broke at the prison. The photos of it looked like paintings because the brain was coming down that much. Mm. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> this will be remembered for many a year. Yeah, I mean, we'll what. make sure of it. Well, in, the thing is, they've got a very tough game in Uruguay now with Forlan and Suarez. You know, they can't afford to give them the chances they gave Well, unfortunately, when this comes out, you know, that game might have, you know... We'll watch it while you're listening to this. Exactly. What time's it going to be? 11pm. I know, this should be out just before that, but... um, but you know, yeah, you so know, we can't comment too much on that, but I know Rupert, you know, from South American football, um, did say that he would put his house on Uruguay winning that yeah. game. And well, then if Ecuador we- beat Chile, then Argentina are gone. But again, we can't talk too much about it because it's it's not happened yet. You've got to remember, again, just to, just to follow up on that, Uruguay have got everything to play for, for one. Yeah. Two, they absolutely hate Argentina yeah. as well. The rivalries are intense. Well, well it's, it's pan, pan South America, isn't it? It's like the yeah. whole group has teamed up. Against us, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. I think that's you, what Maradona would say. Yeah. They've all teamed up against us. Yeah, what we, we have do? the beard on our side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maradona think, would say, "We're not playing one team. We're playing eight teams." <laughs> I think European qualifications would be like that. Just one massive league. Yeah, oh, do, away with, do away with the Premier League and just play uh, qualifying games for big tournaments <laughs> all year. Nin- <laughs> Ninety-team league, whatever it is. <laughs> it would be absolute class. 
England lost their first competitive game under Compe- under Capello. Sorry, sack him. <laughs> and, well, yeah, that seems to be the solution. Um, what did you make of it, chaps? Well, we lost because Cape- Capello's not English, and we need an English manager because they've got the passion. <laughs> that, yeah. Thank you, Ian Wright. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's true. The players need the passion that's going to get them hat up and sent off in a quality in a quarter final. That's thank you, Diego. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I, need, I, I feel sorry for Robert Green because he's basically had to do that. Yeah. And he's had to come out. He couldn't. Yeah. I mean, he would arguably a little bit slow off his line, but there's nothing he could do. Well, you said to me, is Rio finished at international level? I think. Well, it's a bold statement to make, and I don't want to. I don't want to sort of knee jerk it, but you could. I mean, you could argue that these days players are peaking earlier and earlier because of the sort of rigors of, of, of the modern game, and maybe it may well be that Ferdinand isn't going to be the player he once was. But you, you've got to attribute maybe his dip in form over the last few weeks probably to getting over an injury. But I mean, why? Why play him? He had the chance to I drop. Thought. He had the I chance to drop and put someone. Else in just just to see well, what happens. doing all right. Leave him in. Mm. If, if it's if it's completely on form and the reasons why Michael Owen isn't in the side or whatever, you know, it, they should he, he shouldn't be played really because yeah. he's, mm. he's playing. He's not playing well, his he- football, is he? Well, and, and again, Heskey, you and we mentioned that in the last show. He, I think he's going to have to leave Villa, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his, his chances are um, pretty slim. But I, I didn't think. You know, England down to ten men early on. Very intimidating atmosphere. Already qualified. Fire on the pitch. Exactly, a deflected goal. You would create a few chances. Okay, we did look a bit sloppy at the back at times. Um, I think we I think, I think it'll do us really good actually game. to have lost the game. So they can use a little yeah. bit of a reality check. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's exactly. not a bad thing. I mean, and also, they'll, they'll, they'll you know they won't like that. They won't like the the feeling of defeat again. Mm. They haven't had it for a while. Well, it should gear them up for Belarus. Really, I remember in the last game against Belarus, all of the mascots had mullets. Did they? <laughs> that's one, really that's one thing to look out for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the next one, yeah. The other thing is, about Rio Ferdinand is, it, I I remember a long time ago when we talked about him on the show, um, we said about how he, made, he has like defensive laps and stuff, and we got a few emails here and there, probably from Man United fans, saying um, <laughs> it happens because it's all so easy for him, he loses concentration because he's such a good player, he's not playing against top quality opposition every week, so he has these lapses in concentration. But for me, I mean, the errors he made against the Ukraine were just really well, basically but Is he not playing against top quality opposition in the Premiership and the Champions League? Well, no, I'm saying, I mean, these, uh, you've got to look at the teams that he's playing against when these errors happen. I don't necessarily agree with that, I'm just saying mm. it's a point that people have made. That's a funny point well, to make. He had seemed to cut that sort of silly mistake-laden sort of weirdness out of his game, but it seems to have been creeping back, and obviously his injuries are a real problem, because mm. he's... Is it... He's missed like half of the last eighty games or something like that. And yeah. It's around that. It's a bat injury. Isn't it? He's got it's a, a, repeated a, things. He's like niggles all over the place. But it just just let him have a couple of weeks off. But why? Mm. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Right. Arguably more worrying was Ashley Cole's performance. I thought he didn't play awful, awfully well either. Um, and he wasn't really planning against anyone that great. I mean, which is that because? Do you think there's a mindset that they went into that game with a mindset of like you know we're, we're qualified, qualified. We're the boys. Maybe it's important. Yeah. But I, I, I like to think that Capello had drummed it out of them from day one. Mm. You know, so maybe it's sort of crept in a little bit. Well, maybe but being, has, uh, being ten men like down to ten men about fifteen minutes in mm. there isn't going to help. Let's right. give him some credit. True. Ireland were unlucky against Italy. I think you'll agree. Mm. But I think I still think though, had Ireland have won that game, they'd still be a point behind Italy, and Italy'd be at home to against me. Cyprus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, they're never going to lose that game. Yeah, no, but it's. I mean, for them, it would have been a, uh, obviously a huge win. It would have given sure. them a whole lot of confidence. I mean, that may have yeah. taken the wind out of their sails a little bit. Uh, one thing I learned about that game is that Marco Tardelli is the assistant manager of uh, Ireland. <laughs> you know, legendary Tardelli with the older. Uh, World Cup celebration. Oh, right. He's assistant to Trapattoni at Ireland. I didn't know yeah. that either. Ireland are seething, though, um, uh, about the uh, European playoffs are going to be seeded. Seething about the seeding? Yeah. yeah. That's what I, I mean, said. 
they and this has only recently been decided. It's outrageous. It's which is disgusting. Well, we, well, it, it's. I mean, Trapattoni's gone the full works and said that this <laughs> the ranking system could uh, could be the death of football. Can we start a petition against this? Can we mobilise the Ramblers? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think um, it definitely have a lot of uh, weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the problem sh- is, is that. Um, this is going to be happening. It had to have been decided from day one. Well, we of course, on well, Shea Given said, you know, there are a lot of people high up in the delegations, and he said maybe their countries are needing a hand to qualify. And, yeah. he's, and he's really actually... That's true. He, well, he's gone on it. He said the rules should be laid out clearly before any ball is kicked, and then there's no dark clouds whatsoever, and it's ridiculous how they can make a decision when... Uh, he says they make a decision now when some of the big-name nations uh, are struggling to yeah. qualify. It's totally un- unfair on the smaller nations. And I, I have to agree with him, because it is... I mean, it is quite, you know, France are going to be in their... Portugal, perhaps. What's, yeah. that, what's next? At half time, the referee pops his head into the team and goes, Right, it's next goal wins. Yeah. <laughs> you can't change the rules. Yeah. I mean, the, the way they could have. Oh, made, my made, The way they could have avoided a little bit of more stick and, and would be to, if they're going to cede it, at least cede it uh, on how they've performed in the particular qualifying sort of that, yeah, that exactly. section yeah. rather than because it's going to be done on FIFA World Rankings which then yeah. easily just makes it so much easier mm. for teams who look likely to come second like Portugal uh, it, it just for smacks of like you know we've got to get Cristiano Ronaldo at the World Cup because yeah. of course the money it does. And stuff of course like that. It does. it's outrageous it's not surprising in a way but it's a real shame no it's, it's uh, absolutely terrible um I'm pleased to see Denmark uh, have qualified yeah because yeah. they've, they've missed out on on the 2000 uh 2006 World Cup um, Sweden were unlucky against them, actually. Yeah, Sweden were... I don't, know, I don't know why. I was just quite pleased to see them qualify. Well, it's good to see... I mean, because you automatically would have thought that Portugal would have won that group, so it's good that yeah. Denmark have done so. And it's good to... We all remember Euro 92 when they didn't actually even qualify, but they still won <laughs> yeah. it, which is brilliant. With and, a little bunny rabbit. And didn't John Jensen score in the final? Yeah, he did, He yeah. never scores, <laughs> which is why it's brilliant. <laughs> he just maybe tells it's... kids to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's it, as we've learned. <laughs> Marcus, maybe it's um, a little knock-on effect from when he... Maybe you subconsciously like them because of that. I'd like to think of Oh, Darren I, Brown over here. I'd oh, like, maybe you were abused. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'd like to think I've played my part in Denmark qualifying. Good. Um, Germany have qualified. Beat yes, winner in Russia, great result for them. 15th consecutive World Cup appearance. Uh, yeah, they have got a magnificent football in history. <laughs> but I, 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 I text, I forget which one of you it was. It was me, because you, you said to me, what was the score between Russia and Germany? And I said, it was 1-0, and I think it was Russia. I wasn't and you said, it. no, that wouldn't have happened. Germany would never lose a game like that. Yeah. And, and so you were right. Mm. Seldom am I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. That's what I love no, about they Germany. They are so efficient. They are the, the only time I can Vorsprung remember... Vorsprung Dirch technique in their game. Bratwurst, if we're going to chuck in... <laughs> um, What's it a rat? It's a stupid uh, German word. Yeah. Liebling. Hasselhoff. 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 That's just made up. That's yeah. just noises. That's what we're doing. <laughs> um, you said Hasselhoff. Um, I, uh, I, um, I was thinking about, you know, Germany wouldn't lose a game like that. They don't lose games. The only time I can remember, actually, in recent years of, of qualifying, when they lost a, a game which you thought flipping neck normally they'd win that was was against us actually against yeah. England when we when we beat them 5-1 but they just as you say James so efficient 15th consecutive time they've qualified for the World Cup Brilliant. when we did win by that amount we thought I think half the complete joy and glee was simply because if you can beat a team like that 
Yeah. That always win. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They, not only that, they always massively overachieve when they get the tournaments as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and, and I hasten to add they were the ones who got to the final of that tournament as yeah. well. But they're very, they're very like Ireland. They're more than the sum of their parts to a certain extent, I think. Yeah. Uh, their individual skill uh, doesn't doesn't really outweigh what they achieve as a, as a nation. Uh, maybe not of late. Yeah. I think Germany have had some phenomenal players over the years. But of late, I know, I, yeah, I think I When they got to the final of, was it 2002? Well, that's World what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, they were a poor side. Yeah, they really were. But they just yeah. showed that they could, uh, like, like Pete says, like... But, Grouping together, working after each other, yeah. never know when they're beaten, well, making sure they're fit. I mean, because in my opinion, most of the time when England go to a world tournament, they're all knackered. Yeah, mm. a big tournament, they're all knackered. They can't, they can't. Yeah, but wasn't it inter- but wasn't interesting though that, that I know I know that all the German players don't play in Germany, but Sven Goran Eriksson said his fittest player at the um, it would have been 2002 and maybe even 2006 World Cup. I think Hargreaves was still playing for Bayern. He said it was it was it was Owen Hargreaves. Mm. You know, um, that wouldn't be the case now. No, no, of course not. But <laughs> but he um, but he was playing in Germany. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, the Premiership takes it out of you. What will be interesting um, to see in South Africa, South Africa, sorry, is because um, you forget that the African nations in January as well. A lot of the, the Africa, yeah. well, obviously, all the African sides are going to be playing two tournaments in the yeah. space of six months, and that like, I know they'd normally be playing league games anyway, but they'll be playing more like the, the sides that get further, and it's it's going to take it out of them. Yeah, I don't. I, it's a funny one. That badly um, timed for them. Ivory Coast just qualified. Didn't Ivory Coast did qualify. Yeah, you seen the Ivory Coast away kit? It's funny. It's really nice. I quite yeah. like it. It's like a striped one. It's a. It's almost like a, the Real Betis kind of green and white. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Drogba yeah. scored, didn't he? He looks a miserable git. Drogba. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he just really yeah. does. You know. Um, but yeah, they've qualified. Nigeria's fate's not in their own hands. We we'll have to wait and see on them. Um, obviously, we'll have to wait and see what the beard throws them. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I was I was sort of half asleep uh, on on uh, working on a, on an overnight shift, and uh, <laughs> there, there was, the telly was on, but the sound was off, and there was somebody drawing a picture of a man. I thought that looks like Didier Drogba. And then it, the camera pulls back, and it's Didier Drogba drawing a picture of himself. Oh, my. <laughs> what? Don't know, don't, know, don't know what the feature was on Sky Sports. <laughs> That's but amazing. Just, it just pulled back, and I was like, that looks like Didier... It's Didier Drogba drawing himself. Was it a good picture of himself? It, was, it, it looked was he like the, Didier Drogba. It was very simple. Was he in the back of a classroom? egotistical man. You yeah. know, he probably, he probably knows how to draw himself <laughs> yeah, in loads of different lot, ways. Yeah. But was he in the back of the classroom and the teacher went, draw someone who you really admire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> draw your hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Draw myself. Yeah. Um, uh, Bahrain and New Zealand. Nil-nil. Oh, yeah. Nil-nil. Goose Bar- eggs. Bahrain battered them. Yeah, that was in the, Goose eggs, the, they say, in the US. Now, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to query this. Does... Is this going to happen? Does the winner of that go to the World Cup? Yeah. yeah. Gordon Bennett. <laughs> What's wrong with that, snob? Eh? I bet you'd be on the FIFA decision to seed the teams in Europe, weren't you? Eh? Bar in, I bar think... sod off. Oh, Jack Warner over there. Never <laughs> heard of him. Now I'm going to Bar in, never heard of him. <laughs> bin him, bin him. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. Don't you ever... I was on Sky News, thank you very much, slagging that man off. Oh, yeah, you were. Where yeah. were you? I didn't see yeah, it. Exactly. I didn't watch exactly. it. Either. Yeah, my, uh, my little recording it. device uh, malfunctioned, Marcus. And, oh, do we not have a uh, copy of it? We don't have a copy of it. We will do. We will do. didn't even make it to the show. He's in the car park. <laughs> I, was stuck, I, was, I was stuck in a taxi for two hours, so, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for greeting me as I came out of the studio. Hello, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I came out and he went, what do you know about football? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I had some chocolate raisins, which you didn't want. You, di- you did offer me some chocolate raisins. <laughs> was Jim, you, Jim's yeah. dad wasn't on, was he? No, it's no. just me. It's <laughs> just yeah. me. That's all I need. <laughs> My dad could make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pete held him up. <laughs> Jack Warner said that there's going to be sin... He wants sin bins at the World Cup. Five minutes sin I bin. I want him to be permanently dive. sin bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, five minutes sin bin for diving... He's, he's the vice president of FIFA, isn't he, Marcus? Yeah. He knows nothing about oh, football. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> How has this happened? How has he got into the I role? dislike him more than Seth Blatter. 
I do as well. I really he, he do. He put all of his ideas, like um, he wants a three-man wall and stuff. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah two-man two wall. Two-man yeah, two wall. wall. Oh, what are you talking a, about? And he likes goal-line technology, but it's not ready yet, the technology. And he wants to. Uh, he wants timekeeping to be... Well, he does. He says... Yeah. Um, what, just in general? Or? He says tracking devices are currently being used at the Under-20 World Cup, and they show that uh, most games of football... Like, they do this on Sky Sports. So usually, the, uh, like, a half is usually about 22 minutes of the ball in play. He said, so, so playing time should be longer. But that means games would finish the all over would be twice the length. Yeah, exactly. Games, they're, they're fine as they are. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, all, this is all for the World Cup in the summer. Now, I've never organised an international tournament before. Hang on. Wait, no, I definitely have not <laughs> ever organised a World Cup before. And yeah. and maybe... I wish you, I wish you were change, quoting him there. <laughs> changing the fundamental rules of football. Probably not the top top ten, to be no, honest. You maybe stopping racism. Yeah, yeah. Make sure nobody dies. Yeah. That's the main ones for me. But Arm it just matters you. of a fellow who's just walking they pick up... the right place, haven't they? But he's, <laughs> like, he's like this kind of old-fashioned, like, Idiot. tyrant king. You know, yeah. in, like, sort of... Hundreds of years ago, and he suddenly starts yeah. saying, "Well, it should only be ten aside, uh, which would oh, allow more creative one. and make the penalty area nine yards by nine yards." That would put greater pressure on the goalkeeper. It's like he's walking up in the middle of a press conference, and he's just went, "Oh, monkey tennis! Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 should have guns." I also find the whole. I mean, I, I agree with all that part of it, but I find the whole sort of "you've got to impress me" and like the court of he's like the court king or something. You've got to go into the court and be the jester <laughs> and impress him, yeah. and if you don't, you're not going to get this big sort of. Tournament, which actually is really important to the to maybe not to England, but well, it is important to England. But it can be really massive in terms of a development of a country, and, yeah. and he shouldn't really be using sort of his power in a way and, and wielding it over people and saying you've got to impress me by having friendlies in my country, or you've got to do this, you've got to do that. It's it's, it's abhorrent to be honest. That's about the World Cup bid. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean that's obviously sorry. Yeah, you're talking about Simbin. Sorry, that's a bit of a sort of tangent. It, it, even so, though, you're right. I mean, Jack Warner is coming out and saying that England put in a weak bid for the World Cup in term 2008. But it's down to his committee to analyse those bids. Do you know what I mean? He knows what the infrastructure is. He knows all the things that are there. It's not like he was arguing that we should be using the Queen more. Yeah, he said we should use David Beckham more as well. He said, "Oh, you didn't impress us much." And and, and when we were in Brazil, looking around, none of the, my colleagues and I were talking about England. We were talking about Spain, and we were talking about this, and we were talking I, about that. I can remember when England tried to get the World Cup. Was it for two thousand and six? And they yeah. went to Germany. Yeah. And uh, I can remember. Uh, it may not have been Jack Warner, but it was definitely one of these people on these committees who said. Um, um, oh, you no, it was the Maltese guy. You've got to go to Malta and you've got to play a friendly against Malta That's right. to court the uh, vote from the Maltese uh, <laughs> guy, yeah. who then just went and voted for Germany anyway. Yeah. Well, actually, we had a gentleman's agreement with Germany that we wouldn't put a bid in for that World Cup, and our stupid FA just did it anyway. Oh, OK. Which is uh, it's nice to see that it's being professionally run, isn't it? It's it's all a bit Eurovision song contest. It is. This kind of voting nonsense. Very true. But the overall point about about the Simbadin, to go back to your original sort of thing, Marcus, is that the game is fine as it is. I mean, it's not okay. Sometimes there are things that happen, and and it's sort of like certain things become flavour of the month, like diving or violent conduct or pitch invasions uh, or or, dare we say racism and stuff like that. And that's important to, to sort out, obviously. But I don't think I don't see, and I like football, obviously. I don't see, <laughs> but I don't see it as a game that needs a massive, radical overhaul. Mm. It's the world's biggest game. It's a simple game. Let's leave it at that. We've yeah. already got yellow cards. There's no point in creating a, a brand new punishment mm. for a very specific uh, problem. That, to be honest, the actual punishment isn't the problem. It's the detection in the first place, yeah. whether it's a dive or not. Yeah. That's not going to help. Do you, know, do you know what someone someone actually argued against the point? Of uh, Simbin's. Well, I mean, it works in rugby. 
Yeah, well, great. Well, what's that got to do with football? You know, marks out of six working ice skating. It's quite you easy know. to so work what? out if a yeah. man's been punched in the nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. what I say. Yeah. And, and, and another point that Pete regularly makes, which is worth sort of mentioning as well, is, is <laughs> every that every few hours. It, no, is, is that you can't. You've got to implement this through every level of football. Yeah, as that's well. right. That's and right. The, that's why the gold line technology thing falls down. That's probably arguably why Simbin falls down because you haven't got the, the sort of the amount of officials and the, and the competence level of officials as well at a lower league. People uh, don't have many bins. Yeah, no, no, you're not going to have those little no. huts like they have in ice hockey, just lying around your yeah. non-league team, are you? No. Bring them in. <laughs> Owen Coyle um, has been playing football. I like Owen Coyle. He's like uh, he's turned out for Burnley reserves against. He turned out against uh, for them against Liverpool reserves. He's in front 43. of in front of Rafa Benitez. He did it a few times last season. And yeah, he, actually he did. Scored, he's forty three. Yeah, he didn't score that game. Well, last season he got a goal. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that against. He was a good player. So he was a good player. Yeah. He's up front with uh, Wes Fletcher, who's nineteen. Class. Oh, I'll teach you a thing or two. <laughs> twice, more than twice your age. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. cracking. I mean, he, he played seventy two minutes. He's a real. The reason I like him is because he's a real old fashioned like centre forward, like yeah. lower league. Journeyman, stick it right. Oi, put the cross in right on the keeper's studs. So get me out on it. Yeah, <laughs> he, loves yeah. It. he loves it. I love it how he was in front of Rafa Benitez. He's kind of thinking, Oi, he's, tell you he's what, coming on second Hick, half here. Hicks and Gillette turn up. We want to sign him. Yeah, <laughs> sign him. Yeah. <laughs> sign him. Eight million pounds. <laughs> Euros. Yeah. Euros. Um, um, but in uh, in another football club. Um, there's, oh, a, there's a link. Yeah. There's a physio in charge. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Brilliant. The reason is because John Barnes and Jason McAteer, unsurprisingly, have been sacked, um, <laughs> and they and they have put the physio in charge. Yeah. I know, but there is like there's like a reserve team manager and there's the youth team manager. They've all genuinely <laughs> been overlooked big, for the physio. That's <laughs> a big screw, you, isn't it? Yeah. But if you think about it, you're very close to to your physio, aren't you? You're probably closer than your manager. I'm not having mean, that. Pete. You're making your legs. <laughs> that's mental. If you hurt, he make comes this and fixes you. Well, if he's doing the team, who's looking after their injuries? <laughs> Wait, the his over, mate, his mate. The greatest thing about them being sacked, and obviously it's a couple of blokes have lost their job, so, you know, fine. But let's not laugh too much about it. John Bad isn't a very good manager, though. No, I think that's what I mean, he absolutely deserved it. But the best thing was, when they when they did the story on Sky Sports News, they showed, the footage they showed, none of the games, they showed him and McAteer really struggling to put a bike in the boot of a car. <laughs> And it was like they were talking to each other, putting a bike in. It's just odd. To you, to me. Yeah. Is that like what the club give you? Yeah, it's your severance pay. Literally on your bike. <laughs> it was like in the office. Take anything you want as a souvenir. Oh, I have the bike. All right, there you go. I have the bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Barnes has already got a bit of work, though. Apparently they're redoing um, World in Motion for uh, the next World Cup and he's going to be reprising his rap. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I heard, I heard they oh tried to do that a while back and they were going to get David Beckham to do the rap, but it got too. stopped last minute. By they? the FA. No. <laughs> yeah. No, we've got to impress Jack Warner. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Warner does not like white men rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Emails. Ooh. Emails it is. Uh, who's going first? That's Kenneth Williams there briefly. Lukey, you're poised. Uh, all right, I'll go first. Um, on, good and talk, ramble dudes. Hello. Um, I have a query. Did Marcus go to shunt at London Bridge on Saturday evening? I believe that's a club in London. Uh, I've not been there. <laughs> if right. so, much kudos must go his way, as he had quite a bevy of fitties around him. <laughs> if not, some scoundrel is using his likeness and the subsequent pulling power that goes with being a member of the Ramble Force for his own nefarious purposes. Boo. Therefore, be <laughs> warned. Other lowlife looky likeys may be lassoing lassies that rightfully should be charmed by you. I hope this helps. Ramble Force. Ho! Jamal. P.S. I went to the bar to get Marcus a pint, but by the time I got back, he'd gone. No. Um, was that you? Was that actually you, Marcus? <laughs> Were they the Ramble Force hoes? 
Good. So obvious, but I didn't think of it. I didn't think of it. <laughs> um, that was me. That's brilliant. Oh, what were you doing there? Man? I will hasten to add that the bevy of beauties uh, or fitties, as he said, um, just Very happened dark to in that club. Yeah, and uh, it just happened to be a part of the group I was with. Yeah, I was with the church Wowzers. gang. There was uh, the boys and girls. The there. church gang. We church were there. Go, go around solving really the tame God crimes. <laughs> Jealousy, we're getting nowhere. Um, I was there. I can't believe that. First person of the ramble to be celebrity spotted. Mm. Looks like it, looks like it. Doesn't surprise me. Nah. You're the main man, aren't you? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed out on a drink there. Yeah. You don't drink anyway, do you? Yeah. Well, apple, I was, it was one pound for a glass of apple juice. Maybe you ask, him, ask him if you can use it as some sort of token and you can claim it back later. I love it. <laughs> yeah, can we have it? Do you know what I'd prefer, Email though? Do you know what I'd prefer? Yeah. If you bought a Dean Windows Hall of Fame T-shirt. <laughs> For considerably more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Oh, they were expensive drinks, Pete. James you. or Jim? I'm going to go next. Go on, James. Right, this is from Zach from Michigan. Again? Uh, yeah, he loves it. Does love it. Um, Holo Ramble Force. I am writing a book oh. about my people from my school and me. Me and three of my friends have magical pure Puma shoes and our superheroes. <laughs> Currently, we are trying to save Sweden from my French teacher. Is it okay for me to put all of you in my book? You will obviously be good because of how much I love you, but I want to make sure it's okay. Tell Pete that he can meet Ryan Giggs and admire his toes if you will agree. Pete, you can meet Ryan Giggs in this book and uh, admire Ryan Giggs' toes. Um, so, yeah, that's Pete told. By the way, up the Ticos for this uh, upcoming World Cup qualifiers. Now that England have qualified, lost Ticos. Costa Rica need to make it. Cheers, Zach from Michigan, Ramble Force. Who? So are we going in the book? Yeah, I'll be up for that. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, yeah, I'd like to be talk, in a book. Talk to my agents, Grant at something else dot com. So, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe remind him who Pete is first. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> naughty. Very yeah, yeah. I'm, Zach, I for one am very happy for, to be in your book. Um, yeah. As long as you don't make me, I'd um, like to do the forward mean. for it. Is there yeah. some? Sort of, <laughs> have you got some sort of Puma sponsorship deal lined up for this book? <laughs> But Costa, uh, uh, actually, Costa Rica look like they're going to make the playoffs, and they may play yeah. Argentina. For the uh, very true. Um, I've got one here, uh, dear Ramble. Who? Who? Uh, I've got a, I've got a story for you. A couple of years ago, at my local uh, football team, Boston United, I was sat um, behind one of the benches with two of my mates, and for the whole game, one of my friends gave abuse to one of the players for ninety whole minutes. Um, and at the end of the match, the, the player in question came up to us, and I thought it's going to kick off. So I pushed my friend towards him in anticipation of a mighty. War. That's but friendship the, for you. Yeah. <laughs> but all the player reached out his hand to shake my friend's hand. I was very shocked and let down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the player in question said, your point of view is greatly appreciated, and he turned and walked off to the change That room. didn't happen. Um, uh, and he said, uh, he, uh, just to prove that... Stephen not, Fry playing for like Boston United. <laughs> yeah, and he said, just to prove that not all football players are twats. That's Jack, from, uh, Jack uh, Norton. But a lot of supporters are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we know the player's name? I mean, it'd be nice to know. I mean, that, that, that he wanted to remain anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. To protect the innocent. Yeah, he's that humble. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to have the reputation as being a nice guy. No. <laughs> uh, Pete, you've got the concluding email. Yeah, it's a big one, so uh, you have to indulge me there. Thank you, you very the much, Luke. And uh, this is from anonymous for reasons that will, will become clear a little bit later on. In my first season playing in the South East London Youth League, uh, I was uh, nine years old. I was an under ten, uh, but I was playing in an under elevens team. The manager's son in my first match instantly took a disliking to me as I was. 
younger than he was. Training would always go really well. I would outpace the other lads and shooting with my left foot was something of a novelty to <laughs> see, as they were all right-footed and somewhat mystified by the powers bestowed in my left foot. Um, for my first season, I spent all of my time on the bench, not one start or one game even being brought on as sub. Bit harsh, I hear you, call. A bit harsh. A bit harsh. Um, especially considering the schoolboy level I was playing at. Anyway, manager of the club team thought he was some sort of tactical genius, and I would just like to point out that the team lost every single game that they played underneath him, while uh, myself and a lot of the other talented players uh, were on the bench. Disgraceful. We brushed the season off as we thought that things would change for the better next season. I was now ten years old, and a bloody big ten-year-old as that, as I would tower over a lot of the players. My mum referred to my growth spurt as comical. <laughs> I played the first few matches God. on the bench, um, but after coming on at 3-0 down and 4-0 down, I scored a hat-trick in the first game and two in the second game. Amazing. I thought my luck would change yeah. uh, coming on. Yeah. Um, but no, the manager dropped me all together and told me to stay at home for the, the subsequent match. What? I would like to point out at this point that the other dads in the team were urging the manager to play me as I had some goal-scoring ability, unlike the manager's son. Oh, yeah. Now, on the evening of the fourth game of the season, the club was holding a race night to raise funds for a new clubhouse, etc. The drinks were very cheap, and my dad and the other adults within the club had seen what had been happening in our team and decided that action was needed, remembering, of course, that my dad was a policeman at this point. Uh, they then proceeded to ply the manager of the team with so much alcohol that he passed out. <laughs> Now, the following I only found out recently whilst discussing youth football with my recently retired father. On the subsequent match day, I was turning up expecting to be on the bench and to sit there until the 50th minute and then get my last 10 minutes to shine. However, the manager and his son never turned up. Uh, so everyone was wondering where they'd got to. <laughs> After 30 minutes of waiting, one of the other dads decided to pick the team and get the game underway. I started, we won 5 0, I got two goals. This was the first team win in two years. We went on to win the league and we lifted the cup every single year until we left secondary school at 16. It later emerged that the manager of the team had been pulled over by the police and he failed a breath test after a heavy boozing <laughs> session at the fundraiser. He had his licence revoked so that he could no longer drive to the games. Makes me chuckle whenever I think about it now. We became one of the most successful teams to grace that particular league. Good times. Keep up the good work. That's Anonymous. Amazing. It's nice to know that we're in safe, uncorrupt hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drink driving is never funny, but after that caveat, that's a brilliant story. <laughs> class. That is class. We've got him. And you can understand why they were anonymous. Yeah, he can't win the, he can't win the chat manager goodie bag, so no. who's it going to be, Marcus? Well, I think I'm going to give it to Jamal. Oh, the guy who recognised you in the club. How well, very oh, egotistical. Come on, leave he, went, he offered yeah. to buy me Marcus, a drink. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. He offered yeah. to buy me a drink. Works. He would have done the same for anybody. Okay, fair enough. He's getting a chat man goodie bag. Well done, Jamal. Well done, Jamal. Funny stories. Okay, we've got a hilarious tale from Central America for you. One of the craziest sights seen during the latest round of World Cup qualifiers arrived during Mexico's match with El Salvador. Only two minutes had passed at the famous Azteca Stadium when Guatemalan referee Carlos Batres stopped play at the request of Salvadoran goalkeeper Miguel Montes because a swarm of bees or wasps <laughs> had taken up residence in the El Salvador net. With players and officials unsure what to do, it took a while before a couple of fire extinguishers were carried onto the field, after which the insects were enveloped in a fog of whatever it is that fire extinguishers contain. The bees and wasps didn't seem to mind. In fact, it just sent them airborne and they settled again on the midfield sideline, a large number coming to rest on a television microphone, whose operator banged it on the ground to dislodge the insects before he and the bees were again soaked in fire retardant. Ah, <laughs> oh, wasps. I don't reckon... Literally pricks. Yeah. I reckon it was just bees. 
Um, yeah, I don't think it was bees and wasps just hanging out. No, they don't no. do that. If it, if it was, in fact, bees, and it's a swarm of them, then don't fear, because bees only do that. <laughs> well, it's true, because, because bees only do that when they've got red. so much honey, they've got to move to a, new, um, to a new hive, and they fill themselves with so much honey that they can't actually sting you, yeah. so you're perfectly safe. But why, but they've, why have they moved there? Did they, a beehive, Marcus. Oh, Paul. Let's just be um, friends. Well, Fabio, <laughs> Fabio Cannavaro was banned recently, wasn't he? Well, it looked like he was going to get banned because of a wasp sting and yeah. something he put on that. That was their influence. Know, they're the trying to ruin football. football. Are you trying to say that the incidents are linked? I have. But those yeah, bees are I on am. the run from they stinging are. Fabio Cannavaro. They don't know everyone else does and goes to Mexico. <laughs> That's our second bee slash wasp related uh, funny story in the past f- oh, yeah, two some, months. Some, Remember that some... lower league club was. Yeah, uh, suspicious, isn't it? Yeah. Coincidence? I think not. Killer bees. Probably all. Oh, my. Mexico actually got through. They, they qualified. They did. In they spite did. of bees. With well, the US. They won 4 1. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cuatro uno. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that can only mean one thing, can't it, eh? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, it's profile time. And don't worry. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> this man is a giant. But he's a gentle giant. It's William John Charles. Known as John Charles, I believe. Mm. CBE. <laughs> uh, John Charles, uh, the, the great uh, Welsh footballer, um, called a gentle giant mm-hmm. uh, from his days in Italy. But uh, we'll come to that all in good time. Uh, rated by many as the greatest all-round footballer ever to come from Wales. And even further than that, Britain. You know, one of the <laughs> great British players of all time, really. He was comfortable playing centre-half and centre-forward and was said by many to be world-class in both positions. Like Chris Sutton. (laughs) (laughs) I only ask you not to cheapen this (laughs) and you already have. (laughs) Right? Uh, He was never cautioned or sent off during his entire career. Wow. And that was due to his philosophy of never kicking or intentionally hurting opposing players. Mm. And as I said, he was six foot two, especially back in the fifties. You know, people not as tall as they are now. Uh, the average height, nicknamed the Gentle Giant. Mm. The fact that he played in defence as well. For, yeah, for some of his uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back strong. then as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, players like Hard Man kick your bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Good player. Yeah. Good player. Solid. Yeah. Undoubtedly played for Leeds. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why he was faith. <laughs> well, John Charles did play for Leeds. Actually, that yeah, was yeah. where his uh, career kicked off, and he was scouted um, at a very young age, um, and uh, he signed for them kind of around the age of seventeen. And he was played at a number of positions for Leeds: at right back, centre half, left half, um, up front, and all the rest of it. But he made his first team debut um, as a centre back for Leeds in a friendly um, against Queen of the South, the Scottish club, in, in 1949. He was asked to um, mark the Scottish centre forward, who had just been ten days before had played in a three-one Scottish winning side at Wembley and run the England defence ragged. Uh, who was called Billy Hulliston. After this match, the score was nil-nil, and Hulliston said of the 17-year-old John Charles, he's the best centre-half I've ever played against. That's amazing. That um, is amazing. High yeah. praise indeed. That's superb. That's right. He, uh, he even did his um, national service between 1950 and 52, and dabbled in a bit of boxing, cricket, running and basketball. Yeah. Probably all at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Supremely talented man this was. He had uh, a very good first touch, good control. He was one of the best headers of the ball, people would say. Um, that wasn't the ball was tough to head it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and so Ch- uh, John Charles, he got uh, he was played up front for Leeds um, after a while, and he scored 26 goals in his first season up front. 
And uh, all in all, he scored 150 uh, league goals for Leeds. The weird, the weird thing was that he was he scored like something 40 goals for Leeds while he was playing in defence for Wales. Weirdly, oh, that's really? right. He used how, to play at the back for the national team. Yeah, yeah. what how, in front for Leeds? Yeah, how that's good? Class. How good was the Wales um, forward <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. not to get a game? Yeah. Well, he's 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 got the Leeds record for most goals in a season, forty-two goals um, in the 53-54 season. All this got him uh, interest from abroad, and in uh, nineteen fifty-seven. He went to Juventus for a world record fee. I think it was £65,000 at the time. Really unusual then to make that sort yeah. of thing. Well, massively. Yeah, 57, he also uh, captained Wales for the first time. Um, so it was all going off for him then. And, and British journalists actually predicted that he would flop in Italy, they said. Um, th- you know, because he was a real gentleman. You know, it cannot be understood. He won't succeed in those foreign shows, and that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> was the direct quote of the day. Um, uh, and his reputation as, a, as a, a real gentleman, they said, oh, the strict referees and the theatrical antics of the players, he won't, uh, he w- he won't handle it. I, th- I think, it, uh, and it is true to a certain extent these days, but back then, the it- Italians were known for being sort of especially cynical. Mm. Um, well, it, there was a lot of even more corruption than what there so is now, allegedly. Yes, And, yes, I mean, to the point of, you know, he he's talked about a, a one Italian club president um, bought all the... Uh, the, the league referees lavish Christmas presents one year. Do you really? know what I mean? And all this kind of behaviour. Yeah. Oh, he said it was terrible. And he said the players too um, were very. Uh, they were a lot less physical, and they were shocked by what they considered the barbarism of the English game. Um, and and the, the Italian players were was very much honing their diving skills and their shirt pulling <laughs> tactics. And this is back in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, maybe sin bins should have been introduced then. I don't know. But um, but he said Charles kind of like he didn't. Have a completely Brit- uh, an old-fashioned British attitude on it. He he summed it up and said, "The Continentals will have to accept that football is a man's game, but the British have to accept that football is an art." Yeah. So he's kind of saying halfway between Struggling the two. Really. both, yeah, yeah, exactly. In his first season um, in Serie A, which you know even back then was all about the defence, he scored twenty-nine goals. Um, he won Italian Football of the Year, and uh, in his first five years, he won three championships and two Italian cups. And as I say, Italian Football of the Year, um, player for the Italian League. He was loved as well, wasn't he? Absolutely loved, yeah. He scored 108 goals in 155 games for Juventus. And in 1997, he was voted as best foreign player ever to have played for Juventus. 97, that's some feat. Ahead of Platini. Yeah, Yeah. they've had a few players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But he he, he said, you know, it's interesting to compare the the, the styles of the game back then. And and I don't think it's... Too different now that the, the different attitudes. He said training was uh, very different. Uh, fitness was paramount importance in Britain, but ball skills were more valued um, in Italy. The theory in Britain was that if you starved a player of, of, of the ball during the week, he would be chomping at the bit come Saturday yeah, afternoon. That's crazy, that yeah. is. I remember he said, reading about that. Well, yeah, he said, I've often found uh, the British system makes a player, even if he is hungry for the ball, completely incapable of using it when he gets it. <laughs> yeah. mm. I mean, that was, that was the sort of. Perceived with and, and and the accepted wisdom for, for a long time in England. Oh, a very long time. If you yeah. starve anyone of food, you're not going to eat food properly, are you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going to get it all down, down yourself. <laughs> good, good, good point, Pete. There you go. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, in 1958, uh, the World Cup finals uh, beckoned for for John Charles, and it was Wales' finest uh, international hour. Really, with yeah. with football, he said. Um, well, they only play for an hour. Well, I, th- I assume they played for more. But, um, <laughs> we can only assume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they played five games in the finals, and uh, they only lost one, which was to the eventual uh, champions, Brazil, when Pele scored. Um, but uh, they, they, they 
qualified through the, the, the group stages, but unfortunately Charles uh, missed, I think it was the quarterfinals against Brazil. Mm. They missed them through injury and they, and they went down to Brazil. Um, he scored 15 goals in 38 games for Wales, but as I say, he was usually used as a centre-back. Mm. I mean, if you, were, if you were a striker for Wales and you knew you had John Charles at the back, you'd be really hoping you'd take your chances, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you'd feel twice as bad if you missed a couple of sitters. You know? well, well, that's right. Yeah, 1960, he scored 23 goals in 34 games uh, for Juventus as they won the league and cup double. And, and Michael Parkinson, broadcaster Michael Parkinson, yeah. for any of our North American uh, Listen, who would you compare Parky to? Like, um, uh, David Letterman? Maybe? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Of, something That's like a depressing thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, you know what I mean. But uh, he said John Charles was the complete footballer. In Italy, they would play him up front until he scored, then switch him to centre-half to stop the other side scoring. <laughs> That's amazing. That, is like <laughs> that the, uh, seems to be the perfect all-rounder. <laughs> one-man team. That's class. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> well, he was often described as a one-man team. He left Juventus, though, at the height of all this. It, it was quite surprising that he did. But he, he wanted to go back home, I think, the wife was a bit homesick and all this kind of stuff and he you know Don Revy's leads came in for him uh, with an offer but unfortunately this was quite an unsuccessful period and it didn't last very long um, and he was he was soon off to Italy once again but he wasn't happy with the way um, he was expected to play for Leeds because I mean you've got to remember this guy could play he wasn't yeah, just yeah, a yeah. big battering ram he yeah. was a great great player and he'd just been playing in a much more um, different style. much more cultured style absolutely James so he's gone back to Don Revy's Leeds you know yeah. um, and he said uh, he didn't like how they were trying to scrap their way to the to the top of the league and, and he said um, football is, is played with players moving into spaces moving close to the man with the ball and it is not played at breakneck speeds all the time um, and he worried about uh, his football at Leeds and, and he just thought I'm not, not getting into this you know so uh, he left there and he went to play for, for Roma um, he, he didn't do too badly at first but he, he, he had got a few injuries there was a few personal problems and he just didn't like living in Rome he, he didn't like the southern Italy or or Middle Italy, you know, he like preferred Northern Italy, you know, that's where he, that's where his heart was. So uh, he went back to Cardiff City, where um, he finished his career. But uh, but to sort of kind of sum him up, you know, people described him as a wonderful sight on the football field. <laughs> you know, he was huge, he was quick, he was strong, but he was agile as well. He was he was a world class player. Um, he was a gentleman. He played the game in the right spirit. And uh, you know he was, you know, until his dying day, he was still um, one of Juventus's favourite sons. Um, and uh, Nat Lofthouse was asked once, "Who's the best centre half you've ever played against?" And he said, "John Charles." In the same week, Billy Wright was asked, "Who's the greatest centre forward you've ever faced?" He said, "John Charles." That's amazing. <laughs> you know, um, and he was awarded a CB in two thousand and one. And the West Stand of, of Ellen Road Leeds Stadium is is called the John Charles Stand. Uh, Bobby Robson described him in. Um, he did a forward for, for Charles' autobiography and Bobby Robson. So Bobby Robson described him as incomparable and classed him among the all-time footballing greats with Pelé, Maradona and Best. And he also says, that, and, and a lot of people say this, Charles is the only footballing great to be world-class in two different positions, two very different positions as well. Jimmy Greaves said, if I was picking my all-time great British team, without a doubt, John Charles would be in it. Twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was voted the greatest foreign player ever in Serie A. That's amazing. Um, That's a massive shout. Yeah. With Huge. which is a which is ahead of let me just give you a little shortlist here. Maradona, Platini, Van Basten Zidane. Wow. <laughs> um, That's superb. Which is it? absolutely incredible. It speaks for itself. Yeah. You can't argue with that. No, know? absolutely not. And 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 when he died, Leeds issued this statement. He said he was widely regarded as one of the greatest players the game of football has ever known. A powerfully built man, John was a, a truly a gentle giant and was loved and admired by all who saw him play. And he's coming in. 
into the Dean Wendell Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right, worthy, this worthy is one for his sort of centre back exploits. Let's give yeah. him another one for his striking. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. It is it is incredible when you look yeah. back at what he was saying about sort of the way Leeds played and when you, what we did in the uh, Herbert Chapman profile as well, where tactics weren't really really an issue. It is incredible how little the the sort of the British understand this game that they invented. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. Right. you're right. I was still still struggling to catch up in a way. Mm. I mean, I, could, I mean, the first time I heard about John Charles was when he died, which I think is sort of 2004. Yeah, 2004. And, it, and and I thought to myself, because is it fair to say he's not as well known as he really should no, be? No, he shouldn't be. Yeah. And, and maybe it's because he played a lot of his career overseas. Well, some people say maybe it's a harsh thing to say, but maybe it's because he's Welsh. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. Well, I hope. You know, which is a, which is an absolute crime if that well, is the reason. But we're doing our bit anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it will be elevated up to the echelons of fame now. There's literally tens of more people around the world know who he is. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I do hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, If you want to email us, the um, email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. And why not check out our website, thefootballramble.com. Luke, there's something going on there. Yeah, where you can still buy T-shirts, courtesy of Cult Zeroes. Um, All the details are on thefootballramble.com, so get get involved. Dean Windass Hall of Fame T-shirt. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, the Dean Windass Hall of Fame T-shirt. should have mentioned that. Hopefully, John Charles will be up there by the time you hear this. Absolutely. Give give uh, give yourself a, a nice... Christmas present early. Mm. <laughs> also, we'll have a blog which we're calling Ramble Tube, which will contain video highlights of some of the stuff we've been talking about. Yeah. Marvellous. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Lukey. Uh, goodbye. Say goodbye, James or Jim. Goodbye. Uh, we're all off to perfect our Maradona belly slide. Ta ta. It's like a hovercraft. <laughs> Arguing about age, mm. people get old. Yeah. <laughs> Not that quickly. <laughs> it's only what? 2018, she'll be 92. Yes, she won't. Look it up. <laughs> she's 83 now. Is she really? Yeah. My giddy old. Queen's old. 83. Yeah, she's old. The Queen's 83. Yeah, she's old. The Queen's 83. Yeah. Queen's 83. Yeah, 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 yeah. 83.